So you would have heard there then some of the words of the speech uh, that uh, Trevor Manuel and Sid, Dr. Sidney Mufamadi were talking about earlier. Joining us now to be part of this conversation is Mr. Mandisi Msongelwa. He is the acting CEO of the Nelson Mandela Museum and Ndileka Mandela, who is the author of I Am Ndileka. A very good morning to both of you and thank you so much for being on. Uh, Mr. Msongelwa, I, I, I want to know if you've been listening to the conversation over the last hour and a half or so. And, you know, I'd really be keen just just to hear your reflections on some of the ideas that have come out um, of today's discussion, especially about how we reflect on the life and times of Madiba and how we uh, locate that, his life, into present-day South Africa and what it is that we have been given in terms of the democracy that we enjoy now. Uh, uh, good morning, Kefe, uh, uh, to you and your listeners. Kefe, thank you uh, on having me in your show. Uh, first of all, Kefe, I think he, I learned a lot uh, from uh, the former ministers. As a starting point, Kefe, I will make a reference mm. to... I think earlier on there was a mention that we must not actually make a, a, a reflection by taking yourself today and and make a reflection of uh, the thinking that was there in the last 31 years ago. Kathy, uh, if obviously as, an, as a leader you are elected to lead people uh, and at that point you are given a task it is within your responsibility to take decisions. Obviously, there will be, I think earlier on there was a mention that there will be spectators and we must not allow ourselves to be spectators in the process. Obviously, when you are taking a decision, there are people that obviously you engage. Uh, from that, as a leader, you do have a responsibility to take a decision, whether it's going to be a popular decision or not. Rightfully so, uh, from the discussions, we learned, one, that Umadiba was a representative of people. And also, he was standing tall for the country that we are living in. Uh, I will make a reference in my side, in where I am. I'm at Nelson Mandela Museum. Uh, earlier on, we made a reference that our museum was established 10 years after he was released from the prison. Uh, the main reason for that, it was obviously to preserve the value and the legacy of that Nelson Mandela. The main thing that we always make sure that we do deliver is to educate. We keep on educating people about the values of the same men that we're talking about. Uh, Kathy, we, we make a lot of reflections in, in, in these current days, whereby we always make a reference of there is 
a lack of this. There is a lack of this. We come in as the museum and try and address those areas. We will make a reference now when it comes to, actually, earlier on I was happy when uh, the deputies, were, 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 I mean, the, the former ministers were making a reference to the values. As much as they were making a reference to the values of the ANC. However, we'll come back and, and come to the museum level where I'm at, whereby I'm making a reference to the values of the museum. We, we, we have taken a decision as the museum that actually we need to go out there because our main responsibility or mandate is obviously to heal the souls of people because we are believing on one area that says a healthy soul is associated with healthy life. So by taking the values that were espoused by Madiba and obviously take them and then teach, the, teach people, we do know at that time that actually there is a possibility or actually we are not going to have any other Madiba anytime soon in our land. However, we believe on one thing, that if you maybe you take one or two values of Matiba and emulate those values, we believe that we can change for the better. I will just run through the values that we are believing or that we are subscribing to as the institution. We are talking about Ubuntu. Obviously, today we are faced with a lot of challenges whereby we cannot even run it to your neighbor because there, is, it be, there are a lot of things that are taking place. Where is Ubuntu? We obviously enlighten people about that element, talking about integrity. The commissions everywhere, cases that are taking place, it's, it's very worrying. Obviously, I do know uh, the, 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 law, the law will take its course, but then now the process to that point is taking forever. If we believe on one thing, if, obviously, you are given a task to do, we believe that actually there would have not been any need for any process to take place had you done what was expected from you in a right manner for people. Innovation, obviously, to adapt, to adapt quickly to, to all changes that are taking, because changes are taking forever. They are taking now, and they need some people who are running, not people who are just... Uh, not ready to take anything. Talking about transparency, transparency, that's a big word. Uh, Kathy, again, again, we believe on, on something also Madiba was believing in, whereby if we are with people, things must be known. We shouldn't try and search around as to what is going on. We need to be firm and know exactly what is going on so that we can be able to, to stand next to a decision accountability and ethical conduct. I am not going to explain those ones because they are self-explanatory. Because we do believe that if you are given something, you must be taking a full accountability of that. So uh, that's where we are coming from as the museum. 
All right, Mr. Msongelo is, of course, the acting CEO of the Nelson Mandela Museum. Let me bring in here Ndileka Mandela, who is the author of I Am Ndileka. Good good, uh, good morning to you, uh, Sister Ndileka. Pleasure to speak to you again. And perhaps your own reflections just on, on this entire conversation, but most importantly, on the legacy of, of Madiba from, from your own perspective. Uh, good good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the SAFM listeners. Well, you know, unfortunately, I was busy with other things. I was not listening to part of the conversation. I only tuned in now because it's, it's my turn. Um, I will reflect on Grandad's legacy. You know, um, there's a tendency to lump Grandad's legacy with that of the ANC and what he stood for within the ANC, whereas... Mm-hmm. You know, people as individuals, they have their legacies as a person first and also their legacies within an institution. And 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 those legacies of Grandad, you know, uh, firstly is to say that Grandad was never acting on his own individual uh, wishes within the ANC, that is. You know, he always maintained and even with us, as we saw him after he was even behind a, a prison walls, he acted within the, const- the, the, the construct of, of the ANC. He never took decisions single-headedly. However, as a leader, there are certain decisions that a leader, especially when you are made the forefront of an organization, that you have to take single-handedly, to move the organization forward. I will take, for instance, with my organization within the uh, uh, the Tembegile Mandela Foundation, yes, there are decisions that I'm bound to according to the, 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 the vision and mission of the foundation and also the board members, but there's also decisions that I will have to take single-handedly Mm-hmm. as the founder of the organization to take the organization forward. And there's also legacies of him as a person. You know, those uh, Mr. Msongelo has, 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 has mentioned, which are espoused by some of his legacy institutions, the, the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, the Nelson Mandela Rose Scholarship. Uh, 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 scholarship. So, uh, they, they, you know... Granddad is a multi-layered person, like any individual. You know, as Ndileka, I have, I have my role as, a, as Ndileka as myself, as a mother, as a grandmother, as a person within a certain confines of the Mandela family. So I don't have one legacy. I don't have one role. My role is multi-layered within the different structures that I stand for. So the, the, that tendency of, of lumping Grandad just as this one big whole person mm. of just representing the ANC for me is problematic because Grandad himself, you know, shied away from, 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 from being viewed as, as a savior of the ANC, as a demigod, because to him that constituted the, the, the very essence of cult leadership. Because when you are hero worship, you become a cult leader, which is what we see going around within most political parties or within the political spectrum throughout the world of people that are hero worshipped and they become demigods. And mm. Grandad never wanted 
to be viewed as a demigod. He always maintained that whatever it was a collective, it's not something that he achieved him alone when you talk about his legacy within the within the ANC. Mm. And, and you know, I guess it's important for you to say that because of how sometimes the reflections on his his legacy are almost seen intertwined with, with the state of, of the ANC today and, and the work that he did through the ANC. Mm. No, it, it, it is quite important because, I mean, it, it, because if we don't make that distinction, then we're skewing history because we are... The message that we are sending, even to future generations, is that Granddad single-handedly, you know, led the liberation movement and 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 did things single-handedly, and that is far away from the truth. He did everything he did; he did as a collective. Something that he he not only did with the ANC, he also did with us at home. Mm. Granddad, when whenever we had we had a a point of argument at home. He would listen to each and everyone voice our because we are quite a a, a a stubborn and opinionated family. He would listen to each and every one of us, and then sometimes we think that he's not listening. And at the end, he would then summarize what each of one said, and that's a text or a a, a a a a something that he learned as a boy because his leadership style is crafted after what King Jumindaba taught him, a tribal council. Because granted, as a boy with justice, as a 10-year-old boy, when he started living with King Jongdaba and President, he would watch tribal council and watch how King Jongdaba conducted tribal council by listening to his border from every village before coming to a consensus. And that was imbibed into him, that as a leader, you don't take, you know, unilateral decision. You have got to, to consult and caucus. And then come, yes, some of the things perhaps when you present it, you will infuse your own opinion. However, that will come from the collective. What do you see as being the legacy of Madiba today that South Africans can lean on in, in this very tough moment that we're in? You know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. We're facing a situation where our economy is in the doldrums and many South Africans are looking for, for hope. They're looking for inspiration. I would say, Kathy, it is a legacy of sticking of being authentic to yourself and, and, and listening and be authentic to your voice, one, and fighting injustice, social injustice at every turn. Granddad was a social injustice activist through and through. Hence, when he retired from presidency, he formed the, the Nelson Mandela uh, uh, Foundation. While he was president, he formed the Children's Fund because at the very heart and soul of him, it was he was a social justice activist. So we we need to fight injustice at everything. We mm. must never be comfortable within the high walls that we live in in, in our homes to say I am fine where I, I, I am, because as Mr. Songola was saying that the the, the, the culture of humility is what is it comes through with Grandad that I am because you are, and that's why he made sure that his legacy institutions outlive him to continue the work that he was doing in terms of addressing some of the social ills of society. So if we are not a, a, a society that does it at, as it is right now, Kathy, we are, as you correctly say, 
We are in the middle of pandemic where we see funds that were meant for PPE not doing what they are meant for. We have frontline workers in the Eastern Cape, Western Bombay, the MEC have just been fired, that are facing the onslaught of, 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 of the COVID without proper PPE, while we, there is money that was earmarked for that. And this is not even money that we have. It's money that we borrowed. It's money that my granddaughter will have to pay for generations to come. The, the cost of corruption is what we, we, we must stand against in this country vehemently because that cost of corruption will affect future generations and we are robbing future generations of, 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 of what is rightfully theirs if we don't speak out against corruption. I'm in conversation with Ndileka Mandela. She is the author of I Am Ndileka and Mr. Mandi Simsongelwa, the acting CEO of the Nelson Mandela Museum. We're reflecting on the legacy of Madiba. Of course, this conversation brought to you by the Nelson Mandela Museum. They're marking the 31st anniversary of the day that Madiba walked out of Victor Fester prison. I'm going to take a quick break. In a moment, I also have an opportunity to to take one or two callers and play some WhatsApp voice notes as well. The number to use to get in touch with us this morning is 011-482-1510. That's 011-482-1510. The SMS line 41391 and on WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Of course, I'll take uh, the different contributions that you have to offer on this particular conversation. Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. If you've just tuned in to the Talking Point, we're talking about preserving the legacy of Madiba for a better South Africa. It's such an important question to ask in South Africa today because many people, of course, take a look at Madiba's legacy and they question it. They question what they've been told about the man that he was. They question the role and the contribution that he played towards our society, towards the fight for, for democracy in, in in our country. So Mr Msongela, from from the perspective of the the museum, how do you preserve his legacy for a better South Africa? Uh thank you, Kathy, with that good question. Uh, as a starting point, Kathy, uh, I will go straight to my mission of the museum. Uh, obviously, I'm having a mandate to preserve, protect, and, 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 and promote uh, Mandela's legacy through heritage, con- heritage conservation, advocacy, embracing, embracing nation building, social cohesion, and transformation. Kathy, through that, uh, we do have the educational programs uh, so that we can advocate uh, the, 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 the legacy. Obviously, the primary one that we have is obviously to, as, as earlier on, I made a reference that we've uh, received uh, a lot of gifts that were given to Matiba. Uh, however, he decided to open the museum with those gifts saying that actually those gifts are not relating to him. They are for the nation. So it's up to the nation uh, to consume them. So we do have a responsibility of that. First of all, to make sure that the future generation will obviously enjoy that benefit 
we are we are embarking on digitizing to make sure that that actually is available in the next generation to come. The second one, obviously, I made a reference to the venues of Madiba. Uh, we do have educational programs that are premised from the values of Tatumatiba so that the young generation that is growing today, it can be able to take one or two values and also to understand that Umadiba was an ordinary person who grew up. She had humble beginnings like most of South Africans. So we are trying to, to actually... Uh, plant that at a younger age so that they can see themselves as Madibas of tomorrow. All right. Let me quickly go to the phone lines and take Emmanuel from Cape Town. Emmanuel, good morning. Uh, good morning, Katie. Thank you for the nice program. I have been literally stalking, <laughs> literally stuck to the program. Uh, 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 there's no doubt that uh, the contribution of uh, Utata Nelson Mandela was more than huge if we have any other adjective to qualify that and i must thank the museum and the other agencies that are keeping the his work and his uh, memory alive at the same time katie we don't want to uh, deceive ourselves that that legacy that utata mandela and others you know put forward through anc we cannot deceive ourselves that that legacy has been thrown overboard. This morning, we just heard of the story of an MEC that was fired. For what? For keeping the, the legacy of Futatan Mandela? No. That, that is an a MEC that was going against the legacy of Utata Mandela. And this is happening within the ANC, you know, party. You see? So, and one of your leg- one of your guests, they have just alluded to the fact that this is something that our generation to come, our coming generation, will pay. Our children and grandchildren will pay. It's very painful that when you see what has gone to, you know, taking South Africa to freedom, I will now have few individuals who now come in in the name of you know one thing or the other, and then take away all this suffering, all the blood, all the lives that have been shedded for freedom, and they now take it, throw it overboard, and start doing uh, uh, what they want to do, and then, you know, serving individuals instead of serving the, the nation. I, I thank you for the, for the program, and uh, I just want to say, let me just express my, my view. All right. Okay, Manuel. Thanks for thanks for that contribution. Uh, Austin Dilega, do you want to respond to that, or maybe weigh in on what he's saying? Well, you know, he, he is, you know, um, uh, telling the truth when he says that, I mean, the case in point is the MEC Comba that has been fired for investing funds that were meant to go to Greenberg's funeral. So when you look within the ANC, within certain members of the ANC that has been, you know, a, a, a linked to corruption, we cannot shy away from the fact that they have not, Yet only from from the legacy of the founding fathers of the ANC, because for me, singling out Grandet has is problematic. That's why people have this tendency of attacking him and attacking him alone.
because he's being singled out as if he did everything single-handedly. The legacy of the founding fathers of the ANC is that of humility, lack of corruption and transparency. And it is based on the premise of the Freedom Charter of the people shall govern, the people shall have houses. And those people are not having what the Freedom Charter promise, which has been infused into our constitution. So we, we cannot shy away from the fact that the ANC has veered away from what the freedom, even the freedom charter is saying, not just from the legacy of the founding fathers of, the, of our organization, but of the, of the founding document of the very organization they purport to serve, which is, which is a huge problem. So there's a great need, you know, to to go back to the drawing board. Whether it can be done or not, I'm not so sure. Mm. Because the the, the level of corruption, the fact that we are spending hundreds of millions in the State Culture Commission, money that actually should be going to, to programs, should be going to build schools for children in the Eastern Cape that are still studying under trees or schools that are falling apart. There's a school in Zolo where money was given to a contractor, but that school was is built on a, on, on Dolomic uh, Foundation and is cracking. It's, it's been deemed unsafe. Children are studying outside. How, how do politicians live with themselves when money has been spent to build schools, but it, it does not go to schools? How do you live with yourself? Mm. How do you even purport to serve an organization that has a founding document that is contrary to what you are doing within the that very same organization? Ndileka Mandela is the author of I Am Ndileka. I think that will be a good place to leave it. Mr. Mandi Simsongelwa, the acting CEO of the Nelson Mandela Museum. We have come to the end of our program for today. Uh, it's really been a pleasure being in conversation with you. And yeah, we will do it all again tomorrow uh, between 9 and midday. It's now 12 o'clock. It's time for Sakina Kamwindo with the update at noon. And of course, this conversation that we've had over the last two hours was brought to you by the Nelson Mandela Museum.